<laughs> before I start the show. A lot of people don't know that. That's one of my rituals. Resentment that turned into a deep depression. This reminds me that we're going to be all right. No matter what's happening, we're going to be all right. I didn't want to Can you hear me okay? Emma. Lucy was all around me. So I went running for answers. Can you hear me, Mom? Can y'all hear me? Hopefully y'all can hear me. So here we are once again. Another week. Another opportunity to do this awesome show, which I love so much. Y'all can hear me well? Good. I'm actually, um, it's my first week using the Mac for Real Talk, so I'm excited. Um, this is going to be a, this is dope. This is just dope. I'm sorry. If you know me, you know I said dope quite often, so, you know, it's a part of it. <laughs> um, yeah, so y'all can hear me good. Hey, Toya. Hey, Mom. Hey, Kreisha. What's going on? Hopefully you guys have been able to keep up with what's been going on with Real Talk. I had a really big week this week. I'm going to be talking about that on the show today. I want to make sure I get this background straight, though, because I can see way too much of this room right now. I hope everybody's having a great week. You know, enjoying themselves, loving life. You only get one of these things. So you got to take care of yourself. You got to take care of yourself, take care of your family, take care of your body. Keep positive energy all around you. Um, my family went through some stuff this week. Shout out to grandma. You know, she's, um, she went through a little situation, but she's out of it now. Praise God. Praise God. So once I get this the way I want it, then um, I'm a little too close to myself. Let me get started. All right. Hope everybody's having a great week. What's up, Tony? Yo, so I'm about to, yeah, I will definitely be giving you the 411 on the Men of Color Conference, which was amazing. Amazing. That's the, really the best thing I can, the best way I can phrase it, and I'm going to talk about that today, definitely. That's one of the things on the, on the docket to talk about. Definitely one of the things on the docket to talk about. Like I said, this is my first week on the Mac, so I'm getting used to this, using the show on the Mac. But I ran a few test trials beforehand, so we shouldn't have any technical difficulties. All right, this may be the difference between, <laughs> you know, us, I guess, us, us Apple snobs and, um, you know, everybody else. Is, now is the time where I can actually show, I can, I'll be actually able to see the difference because we know the technical difficulties I've had the last few weeks <clears throat> with the show with... um disconnection issues and video issues and as such but it looks like we're doing so pretty well so far um these lights are pretty hot i should have got some water but i'm gonna be getting started very shortly very shortly very shortly so hopefully you guys can hear me looks like you guys can hear me pretty well and it looks like you can see me which is always dope I really hope you guys are having a great week, though, man. I hope you had a great weekend. Hope you're enjoying yourself. You're taking care of yourself, taking care of your families. It's always important. For those who don't know, Real Talk is um, not only do I have, you know, this here, but I also have the YouTube channel, which I put the edited versions of this um, of, of my shows on. 
Um, so if you ever miss a week and you want to check it out again, check it out on the YouTube channel. Um, it's easy to find. Real Talk with Rajon. Y'all know y'all know the name. <clears throat> Go in there and check it out. But yeah, I literally got in last night, so I was dragging a little bit this morning. But I think I think I got enough to do what I need to do today. So I'm excited. I'm excited. Am I frozen? Hopefully y'all can see me. Looks like it froze a little bit, so I'm gonna make sure that we're good to go. <clears throat> I'm sweating a little bit. All right. If you could, please share it out. We're going to get started in just a second. Um, just to test it, can y'all hear this music? Um, what do you say? Can y'all hear the music? Y'all hear that? Looks like the screen is frozen again. Could y'all hear the music when I played it just now? Looks like it's frozen a little bit. It looks like I might be a little bit behind. All right. No worries. Right, am I ever know that? All right. You ready to go? All right, let's do it. Hello, world, and welcome back to Real Talk with Rajan, where nothing's off limits. I am your host, Rajan Lewis. Now, here on Real Talk, we're here to discuss anything from sports to music to politics. You name it. We'll discuss it. Now let's get it cracking. As always, I do have to say that the music that you that you hear is made by my homeboy, Digger Jones, aka Daniel Laurie, and it's called Jazz Lounge. It is a track that I love because it gives me that feel that I want for the show. So just vibe with it for a second. We'll get it cracking. Now for those who don't know. If you're new to the show, I break down my show into sections, alright? The first part is normally current events and topics. After that, I go into my relationship segment, which is followed by my audience question and answer segment. So if you would like to call in during our audience questions segment of the show, please write down this number and make sure you call 
843-900-6847. That's 843-900-6847. And the lines will be open at 1130, 7.30. Now, if you are interested in calling in, please um, just put in the comment section that you're going to call in so I'll know to look for you. And if nobody says that they're going to call, then I'm going to skip that section because I don't want to sit around and wait because it gets really awkward, if that makes sense. What's up, Shell? How's it going? How's it going? So let's get into these topics, man. Let's talk about what's going on. All right. So the first topic I said I was going to talk about was the U.S. bombing Syria. So if you have not been following what's been going on in the news, our wonderful commander in chief, Donald J. Trump, um, made a decision um, and he decided that we needed to bomb Syria. We needed to bomb Syria. Now, that's troublesome on many levels. Um, basically, on, on, the, on the first hand, because as a, as a veteran of the United States Army, I care a lot about what goes on with our soldiers and our airmen, um, our people in these war zones who are fighting every day for our freedom. And I don't take it lightly, nor, nor should our president, anytime we are looking at using um, force and going into another person's country. That's just something that we should do. We should always, always, always take as much precaution as we possibly can to make sure that when we're doing it, that we are giving it as much, giving diplomacy as much of a chance as we possibly can. So there's a slight delay. All right. Cool. But y'all can hear me, though. Hopefully y'all can hear me. Um yeah. So yeah, anytime that that happens, I definitely I definitely think that we should we we should we should give a lot of thought um to how it affects our soldiers, airmen, marines, coast guard members and their families. War is not easy or good for anyone. So when we have those situations that um we we are putting ourselves in a situation where we are having wars and things of that nature coming up, then we should definitely um, think twice before sending our soldiers into war. But that's not, I, I don't believe, and, I, and I'll just say I don't believe that that's what's happened in this case. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read um, from the New York Times, and I'm going to post the link because, you know, I always like to share the link with you guys. Um, let me see, post the link. Share this link from the New York Times about the airstrikes in Syria. And I'll just read a little bit for you. By um, um, Written by Helene Cooper and Thomas Gibbons Neef and Ben Hubbard. So that's the three people who wrote this article. Let me pull down on this sound so I can see it. He said he would remain committed to the goal of preventing further chemical attacks. We are prepared to sustain this response until the Sir Syrian regime stops. Sorry. Stops its use of prohibited chemical agents. Now, another thing that you do get a, a full understanding of when you are a veteran of the United States military is is how it, it how important it is that we protect innocent people. We have to protect innocent people um, both here and abroad. Now, are we the peacekeepers of the world? No, we're definitely not. But if there's something we can do to keep people from um, being attacked by their government, then, I mean, I could see us having a role in that. I just, I, I'm just very, very leery anytime when it comes to putting our soldiers, airmen, um, and 
other service members in danger, like in harm's way. I just take that very, very seriously, and I think everybody else should as well. Um, so just continue to watch the news. As always, keep yourself you know, abreast of what's going on and make sure you know what's going on so that you can continue to pray for our country and pray for even our president as he makes these decisions. Because though we may not all like him or his politics, he is all of our president. Rather, we say, you know, not my president or whatever it is we decide to say today about him. Um, he's definitely our president. And we, he, the decisions he makes affects us. These, these are facts. These are facts. Um, so that's that situation. The second thing I wanted to talk about was Starbucks. So I want to post this article as well because this article has been getting a lot of traction um, within... I would say the black community because that's really what I know. Um, but I'm trying to broaden my horizons <laughs> when it comes to learning, you know, how, how things are seen by people other places. But I'm going to go to CNN.com for this, this article so you guys can see it. Um, so this is actually something that happened last week. It happened last week. And what it was is a young man, I believe it was two young men were sitting in Starbucks, something I do quite often. So this is something that really is near and dear to my heart. Um, two young men were in Starbucks um, sitting and waiting for someone when, for some reason, the police were called. Um, and when the police were called, they got arrested. So I have a few questions. I have a few questions. Um, and I want to make sure I go ahead and share this out before I even talk about it because I want to make sure we have the people who want to be involved in this discussion involved in this discussion if you will so give me one second while I share this out places but I'm going to go to CNN excuse me alright um, right post Starbucks arrests and if you could, I mean, if you could please share the video out as well. Um, you know, um, I can never have too many viewers, I guess. But um, I would like to have the discussion on a broader, a broader scale. So if people have an opinion on this, and I have understood that people have had quite the opinion, quite a number of opinions on this issue. Um, so I want to make sure that I address it um, in a way that 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 not only um, addresses my feelings about it, but addresses your feelings about it as well. So if you disagree, please feel free to tell me um, if you disagree with, with my sentiments on this. But so as many of you know, one of my play favorite places to be is Starbucks. I go to Starbucks probably four times a week. Um, and most of the time that I'm in Starbucks, I don't buy anything. I normally just sit there on my laptop and I work on things. In fact, um, my mentorship program, Distinguished Gentlemen's Club, we would have meetings in there in which none of the people in there um, bought anything, and we never had any issues. So it, it, when, I, when I saw this article, it definitely perked my ears up and made me consider um, what, what, what the real issue was here. So I posted the link in there, and I'm trying to scroll down so I can see it. For some reason, I can't get there right now. All right, there we go. It says a viral video. I'm going to read from there, then I'll give my opinion. Okay, a viral video of two black men being arrested in a Philadelphia Starbucks has elicited three different responses from police, the company, and community members. In the video, which was 
posted on Twitter Thursday by a Philadelphia police resident, Melissa DePino. Two black men can be seen. Sorry. Wow. What just happened there? Oh, no, thank you. Sorry. It's giving me a some kind of advertisement. Two men... I'm sorry. In the video, which was posted to Twitter Thursday by Philadelphia resident Melissa DePino, two black men can be seen being escorted out of the coffee shop in handcuffs. Customers can be seen and heard telling officers that the men did nothing wrong. Included in her tweet, DePino wrote, the police were called because these men hadn't ordered anything. They were waiting for a friend to show up who did as they were taken out in handcuffs for doing nothing. Wow. Wow. So we can ask ourselves this. We can attack this from many different angles. And I, again, want to come at it from the angle of somebody who does just what these young men were arrested for doing almost every single day. Quite often, I am in Starbucks drinking coffee or not drinking coffee, but I'm there quite often. And because I'm there quite often, um, rather I order or not may, I mean, may or may not be an issue, but I see people all the time who come into Starbucks and do not order and there's never any issue. Which leads me to believe that this is not a Starbucks-wide issue. This is an issue with one individual who works at that Starbucks or, you know, the op whoever the operator is. Maybe they have some kind of no loitering rule that we don't have here in Charleston, in, in Somerville or Charleston, the Charleston area. But up until this point, I've heard, heard zero issues with anyone attending a Starbucks, not ordering anything and getting in trouble. Now, again, we don't know the background of that situation. But so it leads me to a few questions. One, why were the police called? If the police were called for no other reason than the fact that these gentlemen were in Starbucks without ordering anything. What other company has that policy where you, if you order, if you want to be there, you have to order something. I mean, unless it's on the door or something like that, which I'd imagine it's not. Um, I couldn't see why the police would be called in that situation. Two, when the police were called, what did they say? Did they say um, there are some men here? not ordering anything and we have a problem with it if, if that's what was said did they say black men not ordering anything and we have a problem with it so again that's something else i'd like to hear is the police call um and then three once the police came why were these men arrested and what were they arrested for so let me look back into the story and see if maybe it says that and how you doing, everybody who came in? I see you, Brooke. What's up, Ricardo? Um, let me see. The police commissioner is saying that the officers did nothing wrong. All right? So that, that goes down here. So the police commissioner, in the article that I posted there, says the police, the officers did nothing wrong. In the statement on Facebook Live, um, the com police commissioner says the Starbucks employees called 911 to report a trespassing complaint. A trespassing complaint. The employees told the officers that two men wanted to use the restroom, but were told that the facilities were for paying customers only. The Starbucks employees then asked the men to leave, but they refused. So, okay. The officers responded and asked the men three times politely to leave the location because they were being asked to leave by the employees. When the men were again asked to leave, they were arrested without incident. So nothing here says that they were resisted arrest. Nothing here says they did anything wrong. 
Nothing here says that they did anything that would warrant being arrested. Now, of course, once the police tell you to leave, it's sort of an order from the police and you sort of have to follow that order, which is my understanding of it. Um, but why would the police give that order if they weren't doing anything wrong? They wanted to use the bathroom. They told them you can't use the bathroom. Okay. Okay. But I just don't see that being, I don't see that being a reason to arrest anybody. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm looking at it from a, from a different angle. Maybe I'm looking from a different angle. And if you are in police in the police force and you're watching this and you have an opinion, if you, if you feel like what they did was right, please comment. Let us know. Let's have the discussion. But from where I'm standing, from where I'm sitting, I definitely don't see anything that these gentlemen did wrong that would warrant them being arrested at all. Not one thing. Um, so, again, um, Officer Perry, I know you're on here. If you would chime in and, you know, give give an opinion on that. I know they said the video is a little behind. So if you could, when, you know, or when I open the lines, 843-900-6847, um, when I open the lines, please call in. Let me know you're going to call in so we can have a discussion about this because other than the police giving them the order to leave because the people asked them to leave because they wanted to use the bathroom, I don't get why the police were called. Like, that's not a reason to call the police. It's just not. Um, now, I do want to say this. It does say what the response from Starbucks was. The Starbucks CEO, Kevin Johnson, called the incident reprehensible and outlined steps the company would take would take to pre help prevent such an occurrence from ever happening again. It says Starbucks stands firmly against discrimination or racial profiling. So Starbucks took it, all right? Looks like Starbucks is actually trying to take steps to make sure that things like this never happen again. It also says that they hope to meet with the two men who were arrested to offer them a face-to-face -face apology, which is a great step on the hands of Starbucks. On the part of Starbucks, that's an, um, that's that's great because so many, so many companies and organizations would not do that. They would not take that step. So now having all the information, I can have a better understanding of the situation, which is something that we should all seek to do in these situations. We should all seek to have a better understanding of the things that we're chiming in on, as opposed to just flying off the handle based on the face value things. All right. So um, shout out to Starbucks for taking the steps to make sure that this was done the right way. Um, definitely, definitely shout out to them um, for that. So with that being said, again, if you have a, an opinion on that and you feel, if you disagree with me, please call me 843-900-6847, or you can send me a comment at 843-900-6847. I'm sorry, and, um, on, in the comment section or at realtalkwithrajan at gmail.com. I'm always open to questions um, that you guys have. Um, let me move on to my next topic. And my next topic is on a lighter, on a much, much lighter um, scale than the original topic that I was talking about, the first two topics, which is Beyonce, right? And let me go ahead and share this out because... Beyonce at Coachella, right? Beyonce at Coachella, man. So, sorry, I'm sending this out. So, let me switch this over. All right, so, for those who don't know, there's a major, one of the ma biggest, um, 
concerts, um, events in the world, Coachella is taking place this weekend. All right, this weekend. It took, started taking place um, on Saturday. And I believe it runs till Monday. Major, major event. And Beyonce was actually the first African-American woman to headline this concert. First of all, shout out to B. Shout out to B. Do I have applause on here? I don't think so. But right? shout out to B for, for being the first to do that. That's amazing. That's an amazing accomplishment. Um, it's amazing that she would do that. What's up, Edie? What's up, uh, James? And um, she nailed it. Like, in true Beyonce fashion, she nailed it. Beyonce at Coachella was that business. Let me give you all the links. I don't have the link to the video because I don't think that um, I don't think that YouTube has put it out yet. But Beyonce at Coachella was the business. Um, she one had like this HBCU experience thing where she like named her own college like Beyonce University or something like that, and it was an HBCU and. The whole theme of the concert was was an HBCU. She had an HBCU band. She had the champagne girls. She had the atmosphere. She had the shirts. They had the uniforms. It was so dope. Beginning to end. And I've seen Beyonce live twice. And that was so just so dope. It was so dope. Not only was Beyonce dope, but Beyonce also brought out um, Jay-Z. Um, she brought out Solange. She brought out some other people. And she brought out... Kelly Rowland and Michelle for a Destiny's Child reunion, which is always amazing to watch. So shout out to Beyonce for doing that. That was an amazing, amazing event. I really enjoyed that concert. Um, I actually caught it because I woke up at like at 6 o'clock in the morning. For some reason, I couldn't sleep after getting back from the conference. The conference, which I'm going to be talking about quite quite briefly, um, quite soon. Um, but Beyonce, I, I, I was on social media scanning through. And I saw people talking about Beyonce, Beyonce, Beyonce. So I was like, well, what's going on here? I don't, I don't know what's going on here. And then I found out that Beyonce was shutting it down at Coachella. So I go to YouTube Live because that's where it was played. And I scanned all the back, way back all as far as I could. And I think I caught it from like the third song and watched it all the way through. And when I say that was amazing, I mean, uh, amazing. Even for Beyonce, it was amazing. And Beyonce is usually pretty amazing. You know, she's... She's Beyonce, so I mean that's really the the the, <laughs> the you know the the best way to put it is she was Beyonce on ten. She was Beyonce on twenty. She was amazing. She was really 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 amazing. Um, Beyonce at Coachella. So if you have not seen it, I'm going I'm going to keep looking for it. So if you guys find the link, send it to me so I can share it because my wife didn't see it, and I know that she is upset because she's a major Beyonce fan. In fact, the New York Times article on it, the review of Beyonce's performance says Beyonce is bigger than Coachella. Need I say more? Need I say more? Because I don't think I do. She murdered it. She killed it. She killed it. Um, but if you didn't see it, please check it out. It was dope, 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 dope. Um, if you saw it, and you want to comment about it, please leave a comment in the comment section. It was amazing. I really enjoyed it. Beyonce nailed it. She just nailed it. Like Beyonce does. Like Beyonce does. Let's see. Moving on. So the last thing I want to talk about. I might make it a short show tonight. Um, the last thing I want to talk about, I guess it'll be my closing topic because I don't see anybody wanting to call in yet, um, is the Men of Color Summit. 
the men of color summit so let me share this and if you would again um if you if you would don't mind please share out this video as you can sorry and i'm sharing it out now all right so this weekend this past weekend me and two of my mentor fellow mentors um, with the Distinguished Gentlemen's Club Mentoring Organization. Shout out to DGC. Um, went and took a few of our high school gentlemen to Greenville, South Carolina for the Clemson University Men of Color Summit. And when I tell you, that may have been one of the most inspiring things I've been a part of in my life. That is no exaggeration. That's no hyperbole. That's 100% fact. Um, for those who don't know, that event is an event that is put on by um, the local college, Clemson, uh, South Carolina College, Clemson University. Um, and the, the goal of it is to, um, to empire, empower young African-American and um, Hispanic men. So I'll just say this. It started out with um, Roland Martin. Well, first, no, before even Roland Martin got up there. Got up there. Shout out to the the gentleman who was the um, the gentleman who was the MC, Mr. Nigel. I can't remember Nigel's last name, but Nigel was an amazing MC. He did a great job moving us through the day and um, making it making it a smooth event. Um, Clemson University as a whole just did a great job hosting that event. It was amazing um, from beginning to end. But the event started with uh, Nigel, who was the MC, and it moved into Brian Heat. If you haven't heard Brian Heat, Brian Heat is a, a local, not local, I'm sorry, he's a national actually, actually, um, motivational speaker. And this guy, when I say this guy is on fire, he is on fire. At 8 o'clock in the morning, he had me wanting to jump out of my shoes and run around the building. Like he was that motivating. So shout out to Brian Heat for doing a great job getting us going. Then Roland Martin, formerly of CNN currently of TV one, bringing the funk himself. Um, the only, um, the, the anchor of the only black news, um, show, all black news show in America. Roland Martin nailed it beginning to end. He was so good. He was so good. Like everything that he said, everything that he did, his mannerisms, his presence, was so necessary to set the tone for what that week would be, for what last weekend became. Um, he spoke about the need for responsibility amongst African-Americans when it comes to one another, one another. Um, he also talked about the history of our country and how many of the things that we're seeing happening right now are very, very um, reminiscent of things that have happened in our past. And he talks about how people talk about, you know, this, this the, the weird racial um tension that's going on in our country right now and he is like if you're new to, if this is something that that shocks you then you you don't pay attention very much and that that really was very key because it's something that i actually say often is that if you if you think that this is the 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 most separated that we've been as a country and i've heard people make comments like that um this is the most um segregated we've been as a country you haven't been following along. You haven't been tracking this. So Roland Martin got up there. He set the tone. He had 
an amazing speech. And I remember his speech was so good that I've only heard his speech once. And I remember his closing line. His closing line was about fighting, about responsibility and about fighting for racial equality and fighting for the rights of people, um, black and brown people. He spoke about um, how the civil rights movement benefited so many more than just African-American people. He talked about how um, the civil rights movement benefited women, how it benefited gays, how it benefited lesbians, how it benefited everyone of every background. You benefit from what happened during the civil rights movement. Yet, when we talk about the civil rights movement, the only thing that we focus on is how it benefited African-Americans. It is so much larger. How you doing, um, Ace Boogie? What's up, Rap T? What's going on, um, Tyshawn? Hey, Javar? Hey, Pastor Thomas, how's, how's, how's it going, Pastor Dixon? Um, he talked about those things. He talked about the responsibility. He talked about how the civil rights movement. He talked about the responsibility. But he talked about the fact that the fight cannot stop. He talked about the fight that the, the fact that the fight for equality cannot stop. And his last line of his speech was from the one of the founders of his fraternity, Alpha Phi Alpha, I believe. And please, if I'm incorrect, please um, correct me. Um, but I believe it's Alpha Phi Alpha. And he said, the, he said that the, the quote was, we will fight until hell freezes over. And then when hell freezes over, we will fight on the ice. And he dropped the mic and walked off. For me, they could have ended the conference right there. I had gotten everything I needed out of the conference. Um, and then after that, I was blessed enough to be able to meet him um, and talk and tell him, just tell him how much I appreciated not only what he did during that event and coming out to that summit, but what he has been to me as someone who aspires to inspire people, someone who aspires to inspire people. He inspired me greatly. He's inspired me um, via following him on social media. He has followed me. Uh, he's inspired me. Um, in following his career and, the, and the, the stances that he's taken and the things that he's done on behalf of people of color everywhere. And trust me, that's how I see it. I see it as him doing these things on behalf of people of color everywhere. Because when he takes a step, when anyone um, of color takes a step, a major step, all of us take that step. Conversely, when people take a step backwards, we also take a step backwards. We just can't let them take. We just can't take a mini step backwards. All right. But that was the first. That was the opener. All right. Um, from there, we had breakout sessions. We had, we had so many breakout sessions that were um, geared around community building, rather it be um, through education, rather it be through mentorship, whether it be through entrepreneurship, rather it be to. to there's so many facets um, of nation building that we have to do to to bring. To, to close the gap, and though many people may not believe it, there is an achievement, education, and um, economic gap between African Americans and Caucasians. Um, sorry, even even um, Hispanic people um, in our nation. This is something you know, rather you like it or not, numbers do not lie about this. There is a, a learning gap, there is an economic gap, and there is an um, income. There's an income, learning, and educational gap that we have to close so this whole summit was geared around that um also um during the banquet and this was so nicely done like they got this big facility on the td the td arena in clemson in in a green in greenville south carolina was the host um area for this this event so we had the nicest like the banquet was so nice our young men got the 
um, food with the the layout with all the forks. Um, and they had to, we had to talk, we had to talk, have discussions about etiquette, um, which was amazing. Um, I really enjoyed that. I'm being able to talk about, you know, you eat, you know, talk about using the forks. And I realized that even I was doing it wrong. So shout out to my homeboy, Jason Ellis, for giving me the, <laughs> for bringing me up to date on the things that I was doing incorrectly there. Again, um, that's just love. That's how love works. If you see somebody doing something incorrectly, you, you, you show them the right way to do it. So we had our young men there. We were able to talk to them about using the right forks and the right spoons and the right knives and the right, you know, table etiquette. We also were able to talk about um, etiquette within a classroom. Um, we were able to talk about so many things within that meeting, within that conference. I would definitely, I mean, th there was so much. Uh, what's the guy's name? Um, Henry. Now I'm drawing a, I'm drawing a, I'm drawing a blank. The president of Robert Morris University also came out. He was a keynote speaker. He killed it. He was so amazing. Wes Moore, um, veteran, entrepreneur, and um, journalist as well on MSNBC came out, killed it. So many motivational speeches. My uh, the uh, a program that I care very much about, the Call Me Mister program, which gets African American and Hispanic um, males, minority males into the classroom. They were there. They presented. Um, it was just so many great things and so many ways for our young men to see um, African American men, Hispanic men. Um, I spoke to a gentleman from Iowa. Um, Dr. Chris Howard, thank you, Jason. That's the one. See, that's my dog. Dr. Chris Howard, the president of Robert Morris University. Amazing, amazing man who's lived an amazing, amazing life and just came out to bless us with his story and to inspire us and inspire our young men to continue to pursue greatness. It was just like, it's so many, there's so many great things that I could talk about that happened at that event. I could talk about that for days. Um, if you're thinking about going next year, do it. If you're not thinking about going next year, you need to think about it and you need to go. You need to take your son. You need to take your nephew. You need to take your grandson. If you're in a mentorship program or if you're not in a mentorship program, you need to take a young man to that event. Now, I will tell you this. It sold out this year. It sold out last year. So when the link goes live, get your tickets. When the link goes live, get your tickets because I'm getting mine. I'm going to be there again next year because I will not miss another opportunity to be there for such a great opportunity to, to be inspired. And it was inspirational. So kudos to Clemson University. Kudos to um, everyone who presented. Kudos to everyone who put it together. Like that was an amazing event. And everyone who went was, was inspired. Everyone who went came away with something to um, bring back to their local community and make some kind of change. Which brings me to my closing, my closing um, remarks. And I guess I'll call it what's next. What's next? Because so often we, we go places, right? We go to church. We go to conferences. We go to convocations. We go to all these different places and we get inspired. And we say, oh, now I'm so motivated. I'm so pumped up. And then the next day comes and we do nothing with it. We do nothing with it. That cannot continue to happen. We, it's, it's the time for, for being inspired 
without inspiring. The time for being inspired without taking action is over. If you are inspired, you should be inspired to do something. You should be inspired to serve a cause greater than yourself. Whatever that may be, rather be in your church, in a school, in your community, with an activist group, whatever it is, you should be inspired to, to take action. If you're inspired but you don't take action, you just wasted a whole lot of time. If you went to church and you heard a sermon that, may, that, that was about, you know, ser- loving your brother or loving your neighbor and whatever, and you amen and you ran around the church and you got all happy and all of that stuff, but you go to school, work the next day and school the next day and you're the same mean, nasty, ugly person that you were before you, before you heard it, you wasted your time. And the speaker wasted their time. We have to take action. Take action today. Today. I have, trust me, I'm taking action. I have lots of things that I'm doing that I'm excited about doing. And even with all the things that I am do that I do currently, I'm looking to do more. I'm looking at ways to expand and to grow what I'm doing in the community. Because honestly, not only do I want to inspire, expand, expand what I'm doing, but I want to expand it where, and this is it, you know, this is part of it, is trying to get more people to see the need to do it. To see the need to do it. Not just see the need, because people tell you all the time, oh, well, we really need to do this, but I, I, I don't have time right now. But you would have had time to go to that conference, right? You'd have had time to do this. You'd have had time to do that. You'd have had time to read this book. You'd have had time to listen to this music. You'd have had time to watch this show. You'd have had time to use the internet. You'd have had time to do all kinds of other things. If we're doing these things and we're not inspiring people, we're not uplifting our community, then why even waste the time getting inspired? Don't waste your time getting inspired. All right? Um, I don't, and I don't say that to call anybody out, you know, you know, because we all have, you know, our things that we have to do. But it's just, it's just, it's real now, man. It's real now. And I hear people talking so much about, you know, the things that's going on in the community. And they talk about the kids and they talk about um, police brutality. And they talk about um, the economic achievement gap. They talk about the learning gap. They talk about education. If you have a problem with what's going on in education, when's the last time you've been to a school? And not just for your kid. I mean, even for your kid. When was the last time you went? If you complained about education and what's going on in these classrooms, when was the last time you went to a classroom and saw what was actually happening? When was the last time you went to a school board meeting? When was the last time you went to a town hall meeting? When was the last time you went to a city council meeting? When was the last time you went to a county council meeting? When was the last time you went to a website just to find out like actual information about what's going on? Anybody can complain. Anybody can point out problems. Anybody can do that. Anybody. But we have to take action. The people who are going to change the world are the people who take action. Take action today. When you get off this, find an opportunity to inspire somebody. And, and not just somebody inside your house. Somebody outside your house. Give them a positive word. Then go further. Then go further. Then go further. And once you think you've done everything you can do, do something else. Because that's the only way we're going to close the gaps that we talk about. So, I mean, that's that's really 
that's where that's where I am, man. That's that's where I am. That's how I feel. And I hope I didn't offend anybody. I hope I didn't set anybody off. If I didn't, you really have to ask yourself, why was I upset? Because I'm just talking the truth. And that's real talk. So, with that being said, thank you guys so much for watching this week. A reminder that this show is now split into two parts. Wednesdays at 7, I do my local celebrity spotlights. And Sundays at 7, I do my normal live show. Now, this week, I actually will be doing my local celebrity spotlight on Thursday. Because on Wednesday, I'm actually taking part in the Invisible Men panel discussion. Which is a dope, dope thing. I'm really excited about it. Um, shout out to the people who put that together. Shout out to my homeboy, AJ Davis. Um, I'll be on a panel discussion talking about things just like this. Things that are affecting you, affecting me in the community, and how we can grow as a people and we can come out of it and, and grow and learn. Not just black people, Caucasians, Hispanics, Asians, everybody. If you're an American, you can grow from this, you can learn from this. So um, if you're not doing anything um, on Wednesday from... 5 to 6, I will be at the downtown library, the main library, downtown, um, on the Invisible Men panel discussion. Please come out, check it out, get, bring your thoughts, bring your opinions, bring your feelings, bring everything that you have. On Thursday, I will be doing my <clears throat> local celebrity spotlight, and this week's guest is going to be, excuse me, Thursday, is going to be... Oh, sorry. Charleston Wine and Discussion. Charleston Wine and Discussion is going to be coming through um, to, to, to talk about a project that they have going on um, in the community. I'm really excited about coming, having them come through and talk about that. Shout out to, to Kimberly Bowman for setting that up. Charleston Wine and Discussion. That's happening on Thursday, so that'll be Real, real Talk um, Local Celebrity Spotlight. And then after that, the following week, on Sunday, we'll be back here with Real Talk Live as usual. I'm sweating like a pastor over here, Jesus. <laughs> um, so, in the meantime, please feel free to follow me on social media to stay up to date on what's happening with Real Talk with Rajan. On Twitter, I am at Real Talk Rajan. On Facebook, I am at Real Talk with Rajan. On YouTube, I am at Real Talk with Rajan. Periscope, I'm at Real Talk Rajan. And on Instagram, I'm at Real Talk Rajon. Feel free to leave comments, questions, or whatever else you'd like to say in the comment section or in the section below. I love reading your messages and getting the feedback, even if it's negative. If you hate the show, tell me, Rajon, I hate your show, and this is why. Let me get better. Let me improve, right? Because we're all growing in this thing. Nobody's perfect, all right? Um, I'm also currently accepting applications. Um, invitations for speaking engagements and event hosting opportunities if you'd like me to speak at or host your event you can do so through my facebook page or you can email me at realtalkrajan at gmail.com now in closing always 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 remember malcolm x said that if a man doesn't stand for something he will fall for anything now that is real talk thank y'all for watching I love y'all. Peace.